I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Back on the game, it's Fortner, David G, and Owen Burke. Just us three in studio now because uh, Troy took off. Yeah, what was his problem? We were he had issue with what we were talking about. My uh, my Big Twelve shirt is cooler than his Big Twelve he shirt. Got, yeah, he got buttered. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, did. he did. His is white, and I was like, dude, you Lame. know it's after Labor Day and all that. Oh! The faux pas, the fatal faux pas. We were kind of roasting him. I didn't know we got him out of here like yeah. that. And then, you know, the icing on the cake was I, I pointed out a Diet Coke stain on his shirt. He looked down and I booped him on the nose. Oh, no. Got him with a classic. Oh, God. I he can't believe that. I can't believe the door's still on the hinges. He left him <laughs> in the The guy took off like nobody's business, man. Well, see ya. But, man, I bet Troy cannot be more ready to call – announce, um, PA announce some K-State volleyball tonight as they host Texas. Right on. Right yeah. on. He does enjoy that, and he's good at it, too. Very good at it. Mm-hmm. Very good at it. I will say, he, Troy, I mean, he's only been doing it a couple of years now. He's got way better at it. So has Rob Velker. I think Rob has come a long way uh, with his PA announcing. He's now been doing women's basketball and, I guess, some volleyball as well. But women's basketball is now his gig Yeah, uh, at K-State. Uh, I think I'm going to do one game this year, but that's it. Uh, that's how I got my start. Yeah. Women's basketball. That's where that's where the entry, and then you go up to men's, and Rob Velker, dude, came in legend Rob Velker. I think his uh, his his voice is naturally just louder. Yeah. And so is Troy's. Like, yeah. I got to really, like, bring it. If I, <laughs> I'm an air quote, to be a booming voice or whatever. Sure. It's not as easy for me as those two. I'm kind of jealous about their voices because it's it comes natural to it them. It does. You know, it, it's so funny, like, strong, booming-voiced people like uh, Dave Lewis. When he used to let it rip in oh. here, wow, dude. And Ro- you're right. When Rob's like, hey, how you doing? You're like, <laughs> yeah. whoa. He's cool, though. He is one of the coolest dudes. Well, let's talk uh, – Let's talk Baylor football. Oh, boy. And again, coming up here in hour number two, uh, busy hour. We're going to hear from Jerome Tang at a press conference earlier today. Going to speak about David Castillo, the point guard out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. He used to play for Clint Stewart in high school. He has now transferred to Sunrise Christian Academy. Uh, there is at Northeast 
Wichita. Yes. Uh, Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Am yes, I right? It is. Yes, it yeah. is. And um, he's hurt right now. I, I, or he was hurt, I think. I don't know if he's healthy now, but I haven't been following it that closely. But he has officially signed his national letter of intent today. He's one player for 2024. Nobody lined up yet, so Coach Tang gave us the plan moving forward for the rest of the class of 2024. Plus, we'll get the update on Quez Glover on uh, on how long officially his timetable time is to come back from his uh, knee injury. That was tweaked, um, and that was back in the exhibition game uh, against Emporia State. But I also got four tickets to give away for K-State Hoops against Bellarmine on Friday night. The game tips off at 7 o'clock. Four tickets to give away. So if you know you can absolutely go and you can pick up the tickets before 5 o'clock on Friday, I'm more than happy to give them to you. But nice. that, you got to wait. You got to wait as we're going to try to do that a little after 5:30. But we now speak Baylor football. We preview the 3 and 6 Baylor Bears who will be in town on Saturday to play K-State in week 11 of the college football season. Now time to talk with Ashley Hodge of Sikkim 365. Well, I know uh this last Saturday's loss to to Houston was obviously a big blow for Baylor fans, but was it also a big blow to see K-State not beat Texas this past Saturday to maybe put the Longhorns out of contention for a Big 12 championship? I don't know which one I wanted more. <laughs> if you put a gun to my head, I might, I might say K-State beating Texas. Um, you know, I think uh, it's been a disappointing season for Baylor football, but, um, you know, Houston was a team that the Bears thought they could beat. You know, probably should have beaten uh, but they, you know, it's two bad teams playing each other, and and Houston prevails. Uh, but yeah, I was disappointed that uh, Kansas, Kansas State made that comeback and and couldn't finish it off. That would have been a delicious way to uh, send Texas out of the conference. So Baylor's three and six, couple of home losses uh, in the past two weeks. I remember talking in August as we start talking Baylor football, and we'll start with the offense that the running game could potentially have a, a decent one-two punch with with Richard Reese, Dominic Richardson, who transferred in from Oklahoma State, who had. Uh, gosh, almost a thousand yards. Or did Richard Reese almost had a thousand yards the year prior for Baylor? And, and then you had the BYU transfers on the offensive line. But Baylor's running game, second worst right now in the Big Twelve at 114 yards per game, 3.4 yards per carry. Is there a clear reason why the running game hasn't been working this year? Yeah, I, I think uh, there's a lot of head scratching about it. I, I, I think the bottom line is that uh, Baylor probably misevaluated their talent on the offensive line and should have hit the transfer portal heavy. Uh, they, they had a lot of graduating, you know, offensive linemen from last year, a lot of experience left. And, uh, you know, certainly Jeff Grimes running the, uh, the wide zone, you know, wants experienced, um, physical offensive linemen, you know, they call it a reliable, violent offense, but it's been anything, but it's not been reliable and certainly hasn't been violent. Uh, so I think that, you know, if you could point to, the biggest issue with Baylor's offense is certainly is the offensive line. Now, they, they made a couple changes recently, but I think it's helped. Um, they've inserted a new center. They've, they've moved, you know, one of the, the Barrington brothers over to guard, but um, he got hurt and late in the Houston game. So I don't know his status and he's probably the best offensive lineman that Baylor has. Uh, so that would be a big blow if he can't play against Kansas state. Um, Although, you know, it's, it's, I joke with my friends. I say, you know, Baylor's biggest issues are they can't run the football and they can't stop the run. But other than that, they're a pretty solid football team. Now, the part of the offense for Baylor that does have better numbers is the passing offense. It's 30th in the nation 
in passing yards, and it's actually been very rare for Casey and Big 12 play to play the starting quarterback heading into the year for the opposing team. It'll be a rare opportunity for K-State to play against a starter in Blake Shapin, um, who's now a junior, and he missed three games to that uh, MCL injury. That was week one against Texas State. But he's played six games since coming back. He's over 1,700 yards and eight touchdowns. So I'm going to roll two questions kind of into one here. Um, how has the injury has the injury affected the way he plays, and how well would you been how well would you say Blake Shapin has played along with the receivers since he's been back? I think he's been outstanding. He's he's one of the bright spots for Baylor uh, this year. I mean, think about having an offense that that doesn't is unable to run the football. I mean, that is you're asking a lot of your quarterback, and, and then and then he's got you know. Some inexperienced at wide receiver. They've been okay. I would say they're, you know, average. Uh, but but there's been a lot of drop balls. Uh, but you know, Blake's been able to move the team, given the circumstances, pretty well. I mean, he's he's uh, you know done some things with his feet. You know, he's extended drives, and you know, I think he's been pretty accurate. He's done a good job protecting the ball for the most part. Uh, so I, I I have a lot of. Uh, um, admiration for the grit and uh, you know um, moxie that he's played with so far this year, especially given the circumstances. I mean, when you're on a losing team, it's hard uh, to to continually you know get motivated and play your best. But I, I think you know Blake has given everything he can to his football team, and and if Baylor has any chance at an upset, he's going to have to be you know at his the very top of his game on Saturday. Tell me to the to the wide receivers who has been standing out this year for Baylor. Well, they were they were expecting a lot of Keytron Jackson, the transfer from Arkansas. I, I think they thought they were getting an alpha dog, you know, receiver. Uh, he played really well against Cincinnati. Took a concussion in the I'm trying to remember the game before Houston. I'm, it's, I'm drawing a blank. They're all <laughs> they're all kind of miserable. Iowa State. Um, yeah, so so he took a concussion in the Iowa State game, and then he did not play in the Houston game. Hopefully, they'll get him back. Uh, he's an athletic receiver, can stretch the defense. Josh Cameron, a former walk-on, has been really good. He's he's, he's a backup. Um, I mean, uh, he's a big body is what I meant to say. And, and then, you know, Monterey Baldwin has been really their go-to guy. A lot of speed, um, you know, probably the fastest guy on the team, along with Richard Reese. Uh, so, you know, he has he has the ability to, to, to break it, you know, in, at any time. Uh, so those are the guys you're going to rely on. Monterey's, you know, kind of small, but he's played with a lot of heart as well. Speaking with Ashley Hodge from Sikkim 365 as we preview the Baylor Bears for Saturday, let's move to the uh, the defensive side. And you know, you know, numbers on defense. If you actually go to the you know case or the Big Twelve website, click on just conference only games, the the numbers actually get better from the non con slate. Um, an individual town, I will say, you know, Matt Jones at linebacker reminds me of an Austin Moore of K State. Nine tackles right. for loss. Uh, this season, which is seems like that's an area where Baylor has been consistent. When it comes to the overall numbers, the team numbers, those haven't been too great as well. So, what's the story of Baylor's defense this year? Yeah, they. I mean, they thought they would have a pretty good defensive line. They had some guys returning: T.J. Franklin, Gabe Hall, Garmin Randolph, uh, that they they expected to play at an All Conference level. A lot of experience had played, you know, close to an All Conference level. You know, I think uh, Gabe Hall's best game he's had at Baylor was a couple years ago at K-State in a really physical game. Uh, he was a dominant force in that game and, and really helped the Bears get a, a key win against Kansas State uh, two years ago. 
but um, you know, he just he just hasn't played uh, up to the level they were they were hoping. And you know, the defense line's been a bit of a disappointment, and just a lot of youth in the secondary. Now it's it's talented youth, and and Caden Jenkins is a guy that's had a great freshman season. Uh, you know, there's younger guys at safeties and, and younger guys at cornerbacks. They're very excited about those guys for the future, but uh, that's a hard task to ask. You know, underclassmen to have, have put together a great defense on that back end. K State pretty healthy right now, other than. Of course, uh, Daniel Green, a middle linebacker who's out for the rest of the year. Uh, it's been maybe the healthiest K-State's been all year, especially with Keegan Johnson finally having a nice game. at wide receiver with 70 yards against Texas. Uh, you mentioned offensive lineman may not play, but is there anywhere else Baylor's banged up? Well, they lost their um, starting linebacker, Mike Smith, a transfer from Liberty earlier in the year. Uh, so they've been, you know, uh, running, you know, more of a platoon situation at one of the linebacker positions. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys that are hurt. There's there's been a few other concussion issues that that may or may not return this week, but not not I wouldn't call them difference makers. Uh, so I think Baylor's relatively healthy, you know, coming into this game. Uh, but it's it's going to be a very tall task. Uh, you know, back to my original statement. You know, I know you know stopping the run and being able to run are, are really key things that you got to be able to do, especially on the road. And and I, I just don't see. You know Baylor's defense slowing down Kansas State's running game, and I don't really see uh, Baylor being able to run the ball against Kansas State either. So that that's a bad formula. What's the weather supposed to be like? Is it? Uh, uh, I haven't even checked the forecast. Let me look it up here real quick. Uh, since I'm on the computer right now, uh, Saturday's forecast is sunny in the highest sixty. Oh, so very nice. it might be a little bit windy out of the south. Um, but the, the the latest work that K State did on the south end of the end zone is kind of actually cut down on south winds, so right. may not we, we might just have a really solid day of weather. So yeah, that's we'll, good. We'll take yeah, it. Um, yeah, you never know this time of year in the in the heartland. I mean, it can be it can be pretty cold, but uh, uh, so far we've we've kind of escaped you know some of those ice games. They're probably coming in a couple weeks. Well, I mean, heck, two weeks ago when uh, Houston was here. Uh, we had temperatures of at kickoff time thirty degrees. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, we. I yeah, mean, freeze them out. They, their first trip outside of Texas, and it's freezing cold. <laughs> I'm sure Dana loved that. Yeah, that was that's probably uh, like a, wow. This is great. <laughs> uh, Ashley, got a couple more for you. Uh, just yeah. let's talk Dave Aranda for just a second. So yeah. Baylor's three and six, went six and seven last year. You know, ever since K State and Baylor played last year, Baylor is three and 10. And this is just two years off of winning a big 12 championship. So how has the last couple of years impacted Dave Aranda's job status? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously the topic of uh, continual discussion on the message boards and depending on who you talk to, you'll get, you'll get different uh, opinions on it. I mean, I, I, you know, You've lost, I think he's like one in eight at home against FBS teams in the last nine games. Uh, that's probably the worst uh, stat, you know, for him as, as far as job security. It's just, it just crushes the, the uh, soul of a fan base when you don't win home games, um, especially losing so many in a row, you know, and, and some of those against teams you should beat. I mean, Kansas State was a better team last year, and, and certainly Texas rolled into town with a better team this year. Uh, but other games that you know should be more of a 50-50, you know, coin toss. You, you should you should win those games at home, and you know he just hasn't been able to do that. 
you know, I don't know. I, I like him a lot. He's a different guy. Like he's, um, yeah, I think his integrity's off the charts. I think he's a lot tougher than people maybe give him, you know, credit for. Like he's not a, uh, a boisterous look at me, you know, type of coach, very philosophical, uh, but it isn't working. You know, it's, it's no question. You know, I think he was way behind in getting the transfers he needed to get, uh, you know, recruiting, you know, NIL, all those things, you know, Baylor was a little bit behind, you know, in that area, you know, it's, it's interesting because Baylor basketball is, you know, kind of ahead of the curve in some of those areas. So it's not like it's a, it's a school issue. I, I think it's a program issue. Um, although it's a bigger, you know, bigger animal with football to try to try to compete in that space. Uh, but it, I, I would say right now, he's going to have to win a couple games, you know, at least show some progress down the stretch, or it, it's going to be a, a really difficult uh, decision for the uh, AD to make by the end of the year. Well, actually, before I let you go, you brought up basketball, and I, I watched most of last night's game against Auburn and Sioux Falls, and Baylor was down for a lot of that game and come, came back to win 88-82. to I like that Jacoby Walter kid, 28 points last night. He looked really good. What was your first impression of the men's basketball team last night? Yeah, I'd, I'd seen him a few times. I watched them scrimmage a veteran team with that had Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, Ish Wainwright. Um, you know, a lot of their ex NBA players came back and they they played really well against those NBA players. Um, so I I had some confidence that they were going to be pretty good. Jacoby Walter is a special kid. Like he's a five star, but you would never know it. Like I've I heard, you know, one of the trainers told me. He goes around, he picks up trash, he picks up dirty towels, and they're like, you don't have to do that. You know, we got GA to do this. And he's like, no, I, I don't care. And he's like, why wouldn't I do it? You know, he's just – to have that lack of entitlement is uh, pretty amazing in this day and age, you know, especially when kids are making pretty significant NIL money and, and almost feel like, you know, the school owes them and, and they don't owe the school anything. So so he's a special kid. He's probably only going to be in Waco for a year, obviously, but uh, – uh, it's it's easy to root for guys like that, and I love how hard they play, and, and they sure, certainly show some grit, you know, down the stretch yesterday. Excited to watch Kansas State too. I, yeah. I know, uh, well, uh, you know, once you get your big man back, it's going to be a different different deal. But I, I did watch that game against USC the other night. Now I'll I'll completely erase this question from the recording if you want me to. But watching yep. Kim Mulkey get boat raced <laughs> by Colorado, I mean, did that feel a little good? No, you don't have to erase that question. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, you know, it's it is funny. I, I'm not the biggest Kim Mulkey fan, I, and I and I make no, uh, you know, I don't try to pretend like I am uh, to my fan base. But uh, you know, I think it, it's it's funny. Like I heard somebody said she made a comment before the game. It's like you know, everybody makes it about me. It's not about me. It's about these kids. But meanwhile, she's wearing this ridiculous mm-hmm. designer outfit. I mean, it's you know, she's a piece of work and, and, um, she's a great, great coach. I mean, I will never, ever say anything different than that about her coaching ability. Uh, but you know, I think one of the best gifts, uh, Baylor could have given Scott Drew is to, uh, help her find employment elsewhere. Like she, she's a very difficult person. I would say this great coach, probably terrible employee, terrible coworker. And I think the LSU, uh, men's coach is, is starting to find that out himself. <laughs> well, I, I liked it for the fact that I could not stand her when it was. I watched the national championship game against Iowa, and her players are, are picking up fouls, and they earn the fouls, and then she throws the biggest temper tantrum, and things just changed, and it kind of screwed over Iowa, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, she knows. Yeah, she knows how to work the rest. Yeah. I mean, she's got. 
a lot of Bobby Knight, you know, type mm-hmm. qualities in her. And, and, you know, she's, she's definitely, uh, got her craft down to a science. And, and I mean, I, I've heard, you know, her NIL game is really strong. So, but, but it was pretty uh, fun to watch, uh, them get picked apart the other night. I have to say that. Yeah. Vegas was rough for top 10, uh, uh women's yeah. basketball teams. Um, on Monday. All right, Ashley, I'll let you go. I always enjoy talking Baylor sports with you and uh, always appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again down the road. Thanks, Mitch. Have a good one. Once again, that's Ashley Hodge from Sikkim 365. I always uh, like talking Kim Mulkey <laughs> with him because I know he's not a fan. Even before that question, I knew he was not a fan of Kim, so I, I knew he would uh, give us a good answer on that. What do you mean? I thought he had only really glowing things to say about well, her. Well, and so all the stuff he had said about her not being a good employee, a good person to work with, I, I had heard that from many people before. Before I knew Ashley, and I've been interviewing him for three years now, and it goes way further back Man. than that. She She's that difficult. She got roasted. But she wins games. I yeah. mean, if you can take a lot of hassle with a head coach and just go out there and win some games and win national championships, I'm sure you could – You'll, you'll settle. Yeah, he compared her to Bobby Knight. That was <laughs> it's a good and a bad comparison. Yeah, right? it I mean, is. It's, it could go either way, really. <laughs> Damn. Uh, what do you say? We take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll hear from Jerome Tang at a couple of things to say uh, at his press conference earlier today. David Castillo signs his national letter of intent. The latest on Quez Glover and how long he will be out with his knee injury. Uh, plus, be giving away four tickets K State hoops against Bellamere. On Friday night, 7 o'clock, we'll give away four tickets at the end of the next segment. The next segment is coming up next after this next break, the game. I think I may have just watched um, the cutest video ever. Um, This little puppy is just sprinting. It's not really a sprint. It's a little puppy waddle down the road, but he's trying to run as fast as he can. And he is being chased by like 20 ducklings. Oh. All in a row. I've seen that one. That's a good one. Oh. Man, that's a that is just a that's just good stuff. That's, that's a great video. <laughs> Hey, I have a uh, bar fight for you. I'd like you yeah. to see. <laughs> I like a good bar fight. As much as I like a good puppy video. Yeah, keep it fresh. Yeah, that's right, man. They're both entertaining. <laughs> yes. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 
wasn't it something when you would go out and you're young in college or whatever and a fight just breaks out? Wasn't it just kind of worth going out? It always made it worth going out. I was like, yeah. And then, like, a fight would break out in a place where it normally doesn't. Like, it might. Shout out to my boy Dan, who owns Fats. And when there'd be a fight in Fats, he'd be like, are you serious? I've never seen a fight there. Dude, there was one. I, I've I've seen very few fights in Aggieville. Mm-hmm. I saw way more when I was at Cloud going to The Rock. The Rock. On Wednesday nights. Yeah, dude. The, the Rock, Rock Quarry. Goes, the Rock yeah. goes hard, man. That place, wow. I've been there twice, and uh, good Lord. Off the chain, man. They don't even care. It hasn't been open for a long time. but Yeah. Oh, they closed it down? Yeah, it's been closed for a while. Oh, no. I'm glad I got my experience in, though. That, that place, dude. Stays or stayed lit while it was open. Well, it was. I mean, but it also opened a long time ago. I, I remember my mom telling me she used to really? go there as when she was, you know, eighteen, nineteen years old. Wow. And the drinking age was still eighteen. Oh, by the way, my mom. Happy birthday to my mom. She's uh, she turned uh, sixty-five today. Happy birthday, happy mom! Happy birthday! Right How on! Right on! That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude, I like that. But I every time something would go like I saw a fight on New Year's Eve. It was like three years ago, four years ago, um, in Fats. And I was like, what are you doing? You're in Fats. You can't be fighting. It's like the, it's like you're getting in a, you're getting in a fight in like a, like Longhorn Steakhouse. What are you, what are you doing, <laughs> man? This, this is not right. How about that? Fats, the Longhorn Steakhouse of Aggieville. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great comparison. I love that. <laughs> well, they're very friendly at both places, both establishments. Great at what they do. And it's a fine establishment to bring your friends and family if you want to show them a little bit around Aggieville. Yeah. And the absolute worst place for a fist fight. Yeah. It's, it's Don't all do there. It. It's all there. Do they both have darts? Ooh, Longhorns is, uh, is, is uh, dark, slacking yeah. on the well, dart game. Hey, that's a, that's a point for fats. But you can throw darts at the big head, like the big cow head they got in there or whatever. Don't they have something in there? Like, uh, like a, I haven't been in there a long time. Oof. You know what? I'll let you, if you want to research that, I'll let, let's get to drum tank. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, get yeah, to yeah. tango. I want to play a few <laughs> clips. And, of course, we got tickets to give away. I want to give a heads up. If you feel like calling in and winning tickets, get ready for a little bit of a spelling contest okay oh no you're gonna have to spell something for me that's how you win the tickets not just gonna be oh hey caller three no it's the first caller to spell something correctly all right so go cram for the test real quick while we play these clips uh drum tang had a press conference earlier today david castillo has officially signed his national letter of intent he is a top 50 recruit in the nation for the 2024 class. He's a 6'1 point guard out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. He played high school ball for a few years for Clint Stewart, a former K-State Wildcat. Um, so that helps, of course, in the recruitment. Uh, and um, he is now transferred to Sunrise Christian Academy, a little northeast of Wichita, and trying to come back from an injury. He has played on FIBA American national teams. He's won multiple gold medals. Coach even talks a little bit about that. Here's Coach Tang on David Castillo. We signed a dude today, and um, he is a terrific basketball player. He's a leader. He's a winner. You know, USA basketball, when he played, he played three summers ago and then two summers ago. I think it was like 17 under, 16 under, whatever it was, two different times. 
and they won the gold medal. And then last year, because he was injured, he wasn't on that team that didn't even medal, right, without him. My man is a winner. Yeah, he's a winner. He's a dude. He has a great highlight reel. This is a talented kid, a big land for K-State. K-State's highest graded recruit since Wally Judge in 2009. Wow. Which is something to be said because, you know, Day Day Ames. Actually, I'll have to go back and look at the updated rankings. Day Day Ames would have been that player until David Castillo. David, Day Day was 57th on Rivals last year. May have to have to actually go out look at those updated rankings. I believe that uh, Day Day Ames is, or not Day Day, but uh, David was a still a top 50 recruit, but um, kind of going off some old rankings here. Um, But uh, it is also back-to-back years. K-State has landed one of the best point guards in the country. So statement made, that was also a recruit K-State beat KU for. Beat the Jayhawks for David Castillo. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Uh, Keep it rolling here. What to do with the rest of the 2024 recruiting class after missing, of course, on David Agongba? What's the plan? The signing period, we, we, we focused in on two guys. Uh, three guys, but two guys that we were really locked in on. And I said, we're going to get those two guys. And if we don't get them, then we'll go into the portal. And so the plan is still in place. We got one out of two, 50%. And recruiting is is a huge win because normally it's like 20%. Yeah, I mean, typically they're going after more guys than that. And they were locked in on two. David Agongba, uh, who picked Duke this past weekend. And then, of course, David Castillo. The third player would have been, I, I'm pretty sure, was Darian Reed, 6'7", small forward out of uh, Georgia. Um, and I believe he's, I, I guess the prediction right now is him staying home and playing at Georgia. So transfer well, portal for the rest of the class. There you go. Mm-hmm. So focus on uh, maybe future classes with the recruiting and uh, more focus on the season as well. Last clip I wanted to play is just a health update on Quez Glover, the transfer guard that we saw tweak his knee. He's had knee injuries in the past, tweaked his knee against uh, Emporia State. Here's the latest. The signing period, we, we, we focused in on two guys, but three sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. Oh, here, here, here we go. You know, they're saying it's a four to six week thing, and but we're really going to take our time with him. His other times of going through this similar thing you know I felt like maybe and he felt like they might have rushed him back and I don't want to do that I want I want this young fellow to be healthy for the rest of his life so we're on the six to eight week approach don't mind that at all take his time he's already had any injuries in the past don't want to risk anything more than what he's got right now he'll be fine hopefully he'll be back by um conference play starting in late December um, but he will, I think, be needed in conference play. I mean, K-State's going to have a deep team. The way they're going to play their offense, they're going to need a deep team. And they got one. Clez Glover, though, I think is an important part of that depth, especially if he could play back up at the point, back up at the two. Um, you know, and, and keep this in mind, again, with the way K-State is now going with offense, playing 5 at you don't necessarily have – Okay, like the five is always it's it's always a traditional center, or the four is you know it's a four. You're not calling them forwards anymore. It's it's an interesting part about the K State offense now. There are no forwards on the team. They're now wings. You have guards. You have wings. There's only one player that you would call a center, hmm. and that's Will McNair. So. Quez wow. Glover, who came off his best shooting season last year at Sanford, is going to be on the shelf for a while. So he'll be back. He'll be back. 
We just got to wait a little while. We got to wait a couple of months, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tickets time. We're, so you're just giving away tickets? Just giving them away. I got them right here. Look at them. Dude, how'd I got you four. Four sitting right there. Four for tickets. The oh, my. For Friday God. night's game against Bellarmine. We don't know. Bellarmine. Bellarmine. That's the it. home opener, though. Home opener for K State Hoops Friday night, 7 o'clock. If you want tickets, here's what you got to do for me. Mm-hmm. First of all, call in if you can go, mm-hmm. you know, and if you can pick up the tickets before five o'clock Friday. That's a that's a big part of that. <laughs> yeah. If you can do all that, you can play. Here's what I'm looking for, and here's a spelling test. The question is, Tyler Perry. How does Tyler spell his first name? Five three seven thirteen fifty. The first caller to tell me how Tyler Perry spells his first name is winning four tickets to Friday night against. Bellarmere. Let's take a timeout. Again, the phone number 537-1350. How does Tyler Perry spell his first name? The game is coming up next after the break. Little Rock, Arkansas, trending right now. That's where uh, the K-State women play Saturday. Dude, oh my God, that's where Love Unlimited started. It was Little Rock, Arkansas. That's where Barry White's from. Is that really? No, I just made that up. Hey, it's Wednesday, so it's Would You Rather for Ask Us Anything. Would you rather only eat burnt food forever or only eat undercooked food? The caveat being you won't get sick eating the undercooked food, but still, like you bite into chicken and you would see that it was totally not cooked. Remember Ah. remember the movie Life? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think it was, is it Eddie Murphy's character or Martin Lawrence's character? Starts just scraping the burnt side of the toast yeah, or whatever. Yeah, dude, I think that's Eddie Murphy's character, yeah. I think I'm going to go burn it. I'm just going to try to scrape off <laughs> the char. Yeah. I don't know. It's until you brought the picture of the chicken in my the head. chicken. I went undercooked because yeah. my mom had a little bit of a tendency to overcook things growing up, so I really don't like burnt food, but, man, yeah. I love meat too much to just eat raw chicken all the time. And then, like, ground beef, like raw ground yeah, beef. Yeah, like, I would, I would eat, I'd still eat a steak any day of the week, For right? Sure. You know, that doesn't affect me at all. Even but, if it was burned to hell, I'd yeah. still yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'd probably go burn, too. By the way, Barry White is from Galveston, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. that was a lot closer than what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I fell for it. By the way, Barry White, I mean, the way he looks, like his haircut just seems way before his time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, it's just completely slicked back with the perfect beard. Yeah, he looked cool, man. And he was cool back in the day. Um, would you rather look at your mom or dad's search history? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. That's a tough one. That's so tough. I don't want either answer, to be honest. Not that I'm suspicious of either one of them. Oh, man. God. I'm going to take the safe route. Yeah. And go mom. I am too. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I'm just getting a lot of Christmas Pinterest posts, probably. Ah! You know, I'll be safe. I think. Dad, what's this? We gotta go. Two hours tomorrow for Owen, Deej, Troya, Mitch. Go Cats. KSA Volleyball hosting Texas at 6:30. Go check them out.